Welcome to the Thirst Trap Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this episode. Next time, tell a friend and make sure you both download and subscribe to the Thirst Trap Podcast wherever podcasts are playing so you'll know exactly when the next episode will air. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Thirst Trap Podcast. This is part two of episode Gracefully Broken, where Michelle tells her, Michelle, where I tell my adoption story. It's part one. Uh, Part two uh, is about to start. So I definitely hope that you enjoy. If you have not listened to part one, definitely go back. Listen to part one. November is National Awareness um, for Adoption. And so we just want to be a little bit sensitive and empathetic to those who are going through the process, who who will go through the process, and those who are still going through the process. Enjoy. Like, to see who you are today mm-hmm. and the success that you have experienced, here goes the emotional part, y'all. Oh, five, five. All right. Um, like, you're like, I don't know who my dad is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how no. I would live my life. So, like, we have that kind of sort of, like, I always say it's very parallel. It's not similar. It's mm-hmm. not the same. It's very parallel. My dad passed when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I long for, like, it's if you first. were here. Right. Yes, very thirsty for that. Like, yes. if you were here, would I have experienced the same kind of relationships I did? Mm-hmm. If you were here, my kids would know who you are. Mm-hmm. If you were here, would I be more confident because I'm daddy's little girl? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. get that. I was yeah. robbed of that daddy. Yeah. I feel that now at 32 because my, my, I hate saying that word, stepdad has grown back. But my Your dad, my dad, like, He's very and look, he's very like not he don't talk too much, mm-hmm. but when he does and he hangs up the phone, he's like, Alright, I love you too. I'll be like, Oh, my dad loves me. Like, you know, I get that little mm-hmm. like that little uh, I, I don't need that, I don't need that thirst thing. Like it's quenched. It's, right. But I still some days long to know what it would be like if my dad were actually here. So when I see you like, oh yeah, I don't know who my dad is. I'm like, bruh, like <laughs> Oh, I want to find them for, like I want to find more for you. What I will say is, grab the tissue real quick because it might just flow. Um, what I will say is, I have accepted what God is doing. Okay. Just for y'all listening, we about to scoot a little closer, <laughs> and I'm about to hold her hand so y'all know. Go ahead. I've accepted and I'm okay with it but there are times where it's just like dang why me mm-hmm. um, and I have a father who adopted me I have a father mm-hmm. do we have that daddy daughter relationship no we don't my dad has taught me very valuable things mm-hmm. I will say very valuable things about credit, <laughs> about buying cars and career choices and things like that. You know, I wouldn't, I, I always say if I need any advice in that, you know, feel my dad is the one to go to because he'll keep you, you know, he took care of a family. Like right. he had a wife, you know what I mean? He made it work and he did those things and he was there for those things. But when it came to, <clears throat> you know, emotional needs, you know, it's just like that. Like if my dad, the person who produced me was in my life, would it be different? And honestly, it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. 
because it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Like, obviously, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Like, I've come to, I have accepted that God, literally, and at this point, at this second, right now, God took away my mother. Mm-hmm. Like, she's gone. And we went to go visit her and meet her. And and when you say gone, she's dead and gone. She like, passed. she's passed away. Right. Um, when we went to go meet my mom, we met at my grandmother's house and they told us like, Hey, look, your mom might not come. We don't know. But she did show up. My grandmother is no longer here. And what's crazy about my grand, my grandmother passed before my mom passed. I had to speak at my grandmother's funeral. Child, mm, I don't know you, but there's a reason mm-hmm. God allows things to happen mm-hmm. the way that they do. God will call you to a platform mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. So he took my grandmother. Then my cousin who reached out to me, or my aunt who reached out to me on Facebook, who was is the only person that I have a picture of in my family in that book. Mm-hmm. He took her away from me. And it's like, God, why you keep taking all these people with me from me? Especially the people that I already met. Like, I don't know anybody else in my family. But he gave you the opportunity to at least. Right. And mm-hmm. that's why I say I accepted it. Mm-hmm. Because he allows everything to work for the good. Everything. Mm-hmm. And so while I don't know my father, I may never even get to the point where I meet him. Because you may have siblings. Oh, as a matter of fact, I think I do have a sibling on my dad's side, and I think that we're gonna probably get a DNA test soon. What? <laughs> what? This is breaking news on the first show podcast. What? Um, Whoa! Yeah. So you know, I did. I do know my father's name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we all know importance of names, right? <laughs> Um, but I do know his name. I reached out to someone who I felt like we had very similar looks. Like we, we look very much alike. Uh-huh. And so I reached out to him. I, you know, told him my story and he was like, what? That sounds like somebody my father would mess with. What? He said, your father, he said, he didn't say your father. He said, he goes, my father is mean. Like he's very mean. Oh my. <laughs> wait, is, is he still living? He's still living. Um, I I actually have um so I pay for this uh subscription to okay. find people. Um and that's how I found you him. low-key the FBI, bruh. When you adopted, you asked enough. I mean I might need to wait, I might need to talk to you off off record. Off, off line, yes. line, because there's some juiciness. But anyway, All right, I so got he's you, saying bro. very mean. So he's mean. Okay. Um and they don't have like a great relationship, but um, we're actually friends with him on Thirst Track Podcast. Um, I'll point him out later, and I don't yeah. even know how we're friends with him. I don't know if he, I think he requested us. Yeah. On top of that, because I, I lost a purpose and a plan. Okay, so so yeah, so if I don't meet him, I don't meet him. I accepted that God, you know, brings people into your life that fill some of those, you know. Those those shoes that that you wish the people that were supposed to be there right just fill and they don't and he allows other people to just do that for you. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't love my dad who adopted me. I love him dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't have that type of relationship. And even biological father, 
and daughter don't necessarily always have that I don't know which one is worse. But yeah. Woo, like, so, you know what I mean? And our relationship, you know, it has highs and it's lows. But at the end of the day, you know, we're family. And that's, that's God put us together for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. You know, do I get in my feelings sometimes? Do I wish, you know, do I thirst for more? We all do, right? We all do. Like, I've thirsted for a lot from my father. I've, 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 I've vocalized this thirst to him. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand as adults, you have to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? If I'm willing to meet you where you are and you're willing to meet me where we are, God will take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're keeping him in it too, because being adopted, like there's been times where I've prayed and prayed and prayed and see God, like when you don't know who who you belong to or who who but we do you're connected but the to. thing is we know who we belong well to. you know we know <laughs> right <laughs> but and, and and that is what allows me to stay connected to god because right. it's just like dad like uh, like for real like my mom and right. my dad like and i'm not saying that i'm not grateful for being adopted because i am but mm-hmm. i feel like god used them to serve a purpose right even my daughter is not my biological daughter is not mine. Although, like, she, there's going to be a time period where she's her own person. Right. She's going to have to flourish into whoever God calls her to be. And so I can't always be that parent that's just like, no, don't do this. No, don't do that. Like, I have to kind of spread my wings and just say, you're going to have to fall at some point. There's sometimes I'm going to have to hold your hands. And then there's sometimes I'm just going to have to watch. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. sometimes... With being adopted, I realized that a lot of people come into your life and they want to be your savior. Like I've, 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 especially in relationships. When you're in relationships with people who are adopted, they want to come in and be your savior because they know that you've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. They know that you know they admire you for like I don't know how you've gone through all of this, and I don't know how you continue to you know keep it moving and you're doing your thing with your daughter. Excuse me, and they want to be your savior. You don't need a savior. Like God is my savior, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's yeah. all the savior I need. Right, I'm gonna pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I want to be. A, I want a companion. Right. I want. I, I want a companion. Like and with them being my companion, and if you want to throw, you know, the my adoption in there, just be aware that some days aren't gonna be like some days. Mm-hmm. They just not. And some days, you know, you're gonna require things of me. And I'm going to require things of you that we just have to really look in deep inside of each other and say, do they have the capacity for that? And can I help them with that? So I was going to ask you, like, I know that there are um, agencies out there or like pro- pro- like people are um, participating in projects to help kids who move from foster home to foster home to foster home to foster home. Like for me, I feel like um, you know, having it's not the same thing, but having shared custody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my kids go from one house to the other, mm-hmm. and it's just two. It's back and forth. Mm-hmm. But um, like I, did, I never experienced that. Like I grew up in one home the entire time, so like I never had to adjust to two different. Like I, I didn't have to do that. Right. So I'm thinking about you and how you had to move and like how traumatic that must have been to like you can never feel like. I'm home. Mm-hmm. When did you ever feel, or did you act like until you got your own, or after you got adopted? Like, 
what, what is your, what does like your uh, I'm home feel like? What does that feel like to you? Is it a physical thing? Do you do you get attached to physical things, or do you like whatever? Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily get attached to physical things. Mm-hmm. Um, home to me is peace. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, when you are moving from place to place to place, and even when you're in one place mm-hmm. for a long time, yeah. you know, you right. can still feel a spirit of I gotta go. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a yeah, you gotta go, you gotta move, you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, be out of there. Um, and honestly, the people around you um, have to know who they're dealing with because it's just like I could be like the roller real quick. because it's what i'm used to is what i'm wired to do Mm -hmm. it's what it's what's been you know those first yo when i went to bcc when i went yo college was paying back my student loans i can say that is worth it you know what i mean some people can't say right right i can say that it's worth it because i graduated with uh, an english writing degree and so i write all the time but going through college and going through those psycho um, psychology courses, sociology courses, they really teach you. It didn't like the the bells didn't go off for me until I was in those courses. And I was like, as a child, I didn't go through that. Right. <laughs> I didn't trust nobody. Right. I didn't. I didn't um, go through this. You know, I, I I went through. What was it? Um, who was it? When you put an object there and then you take it away, but the child still doesn't doesn't recognize that it's gone. Doesn't recognize that it's, it's, it's literally behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, object whatever. awareness or object. Uh, We're gonna have to look that up, listeners. Yeah. Listen. That's your homework. That's your homework. Put it in the but comments for that, free t-shirts. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> For a free wine glass. Right. For a free wine glass. We got you on the wine glass. Right. Okay? Um, but that was me. Um, object permanence girl is coming. I, I don't per- know. Object permanence? I, I think that's what it is. We can't give an answer. We are horrible teachers. Watch out. But um, but that was me. It was just like I'll never forget. My mom paid. My mom played a trick on me. And when I say my mom, I mean my adopted mom. My my biological mom did not raise me, but she played a trick on me. And her and my brother got in the car and they drove off. And I, when I tell you I broke down in tears because it was just like, don't leave me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So you get these feelings of, you know, you want to be around people, but then you don't want to be around people. And then like, you, you know, it's... Girl, I do that all the time. So I right. can't imagine it's on 10 when you have an adopted right. Lexus. Imagine Kate not being your mom and you have a Sandy for six months and then you have a Marie for another eight months and then you have and honestly to tell you the truth I don't remember any men in none of my uh, foster homes so to have my dad come in you know and adopt me now you got a whole man you're like what yeah who are you what are you supposed to be doing hey what is this creature (laughs) 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 so yeah so it's just like you know so going from home to home is while it can be traumatic, mm-hmm. that trauma just turns into normalcy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It just turns into, I always, and a counselor actually told me this when when we went to counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, she said to me, um, you're not going to want to stay until you feel at home and you feel peace and, 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 and someone 
actually really brings that mm-hmm. as a person, mm-hmm. like who, and who they are. Right. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, Dad, should I date like someone who's adopted? I've never dated someone who's adopted before. Mm-hmm. Like, would that? It's like, oh, are you adopted? Okay, no, we can't talk. Right? <laughs> I'm like, okay. calling all the adopted men. Wait, games like, like, would that be different? For me, because... I, I think it would be. I think some of the things that you experience, they could be like, hey, babe, I know what it feels like to want your space. Go ahead. I know what it feels like to be like, I want my space, but I want you here. So I want you upstairs, but I don't want you to leave. But I'm okay that you're upstairs, upstairs. doing what you do. Right, right, right. And I... You, can, you can't leave the house, but you can be upstairs. Right. Because I need my space, but I want you around. Right. I want you around. <laughs> hey, Snow. Anyway, um, I think that... Uh, uh, that might be something that I maybe, might have to make a for adoption, a uh, adoption uh, speed there's, there's, there's adoption. single mingle or whatever I don't right. even know if that's a thing I said single mingle blackpeoplemeet.com yes, black black planet yes there needs to be an adoption one write the vision <laughs> make it play <laughs> no so. for real though because you it's hard to be it's hard to be empathetic when you really, you can be sympathetic, right? Right, but you can't, right? Am I saying that? Right, you're right. You're right. No. But you can't be empathetic unless you walk in that person's shoes. So, right? and I also, I was thinking, um, because I know I'm thinking of another family. It's all boys, and um, the three oldest. Well, the oldest one is, um, yeah, right. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Don't get me lying. Hold on. But anyway, it's all boys. Okay. The youngest one is adopted. Okay. And you weren't adopted with other biological siblings around. Right? Well, I was adopted with Bobby. No, 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 no. no, no. What I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm saying with their parents, like those parents having their own biological kid. And then adopted. And then adopted. Like, so that that probably brings in like a whole nother. Like, there's so. Mm. And what I learned from you along the years. Like I said, you educated me a few times. There's so many different facets to adoption. Mm-hmm. So it's a re- like when you said you're always going through it. Mm-hmm. I think the same goes for education on adoption too. Yeah, it's re- it's always evolving and changing. Yeah. And so like while you and your brother, your biological brother, were adopted together, you didn't come into a home where there were already kids that. That parent, those parents already had biologically, mm-hmm. and so um, I follow this family on Instagram, and um, she has two daughters and two sons. Okay, and um, she's a white lady, mm-hmm. and her one of her daughters is adopted, one is her biological, and then she has two black sons. I think they're from Haiti, but I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, long story short, it's so interesting because. When you look at her kids, you can't tell. Obviously, you can tell who's adopted and who's not. But right, you can't right. tell who's adopted and who's not because of how they're li- like. When she talks, she's like, my sons. Mm-hmm. She don't say, like, my adopted son. Like, no, my sons. Right. And so I think that when you go in, that's scary. Like, I don't even like going into the store by myself sometimes. I'm like, uh. But now you're going into a whole family. They have their own room, they have their own lifestyle. And then you like, I have a brother um, who's in infantry. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Ron. Um, and he was adopted in a white family. They okay. actually fostered him. 
first mm-hmm. and then later on adopted him, mm-hmm. which was, I was just like, dang, right. like he got to stay with one family. <laughs> like we all have different stories legit. And right. so he was adopted into a white family mm-hmm. who lived on a farm, who had, a, who also had biological kids mm-hmm. and they also adopted kids. I believe it was like 11 or 12 of them. What? But then his parents died. <gasps> Both of them. Oh my goodness. One uh, within years of one another. So it's like we all have, while he was already dealing with loss. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? And then you get adopted and then you deal with more Your loss. loss. It's just like, God. Like, I wonder how I on a farm to be I know, right? I always thought that too, like on a farm. But for him to be in the infantry, I'm like, bro. Right. Like, you switched it all the way up. Thank you for your service. I right. love you, brother. Thank you for your service. I yes. just want you to be safe, and I just want you to be be okay, brother. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> you know why? Because me and my sisters do an accent on the phone. We're so, crazy. We're crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm. First of all, I'm like uber proud of you because Thank you, this has been something that has been like I hate that word because everybody's using it now. Last thing. But, Girl, we can still manifest. No, no, we oh, can't. we've been manifesting. But, yes, but I'm saying, like, people be overusing it. Oh, okay. But, no, I think that, like... Our, this is divine timing. Right. Because... Boom, shaka, like, this is divine timing. Because you, we have literally talked about it and talked about it and yes. talked about it and then took a break. And then we came back and it was like, we still talking about it and yeah. healing through it. So, mm-hmm. I'm, like, super proud of you because me, like... People are like, oh, I don't have a story. Yes, everyone has their own story. And I yeah. think that you talking about it is definitely part of your healing. Oh, girl. And it makes you, not you, but you, whoever you are, a, a, yeah, a better person because you can say, like, look, I don't look like what I've been through. Mm. I'm not I'm perfect. Confused. And if it wasn't for God... I don't know where I would be because, mm-hmm. like, for me, I don't, like, adoption was for you. It wasn't for me. Because <laughs> I don't know if I would be who you are if I had, you know what I'm saying? I, and it's not to compare, mm-hmm. but it's like what God has for you, that's everything. Yes. Your story, your place, whatever it is, it's for you. Yes, what God has for me is for me. I've right. always said that. And, you know, at times it felt like, again, like even now in this interview, I'm like, God, why me? Because sometimes you get, you know, you get, um, you feel burdened because it's just like, all right, I've been doing it for this long, God. Like I've been doing it for this long. So I know that whatever it is, like you're good and whatever it brings me to, it has to be you. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to thank you because... We, again, if y'all have been listening to us, our first episode, we talked about how this is not new to us. Like, we we have been podcasting before podcasting was a thing. <laughs> and honestly, you know, us going to BCC and, you know, I wanted to go to a four-year university right at the gate. Like, I was just like, well, body going to mommy. Right. Why? And I'm older than him. Why I got to go to BCC? And why I got to? But you called me and was like, Michelle. Girl, right? Scholarships come down here, try out. They giving out scholarships. Boom, right. God planted the seed, right? Mm-hmm. 
boom, got the scholarship, ain't even got to pay to the, pay for the school right. I want to go to. I don't want to go to. Right, right. Don't have to pay for the school I don't want to go to. Right. Two free years. Two, two free years. And throughout those years, I met awesome people. We've gone awesome places. Our record was crazy good. Right. And on top of all of that, and it's funny because I was looking at Coach Chris' uh, old post. His, da- his daughter's birthday is coming up because I believe her birthday is the day before mine. Uh-huh. I've had awesome coaches, but the one thing that I treasured was our rides. Yes. Like, our rides in college, I didn't have a car, and Brittany would come pick me up for practice, games, or whatever, between her and my girl Candace. They held it down, and they would come and pick me up. And Candace's car was more like the party car. You know what I mean? Like, we would have Lil Wayne on in our our sweatshirts, (laughs) going to Wildlife McDonald's or whatever, right? And then, but your car, the Civic, like, I still have her, too. You do? Yeah. Oh, snap. We should just take a ride. Just the whole time. We should just record a podcast in there. Right, I still have her. So, the Civic? Yeah. Was Dream Girls screaming to the top of our lungs. Right. And yeah. us talking about my life because it really started to unfold when I went to BCC. My sister called me when I was going to class to BCC and was like, are you Michelle? Like, I found paperwork saying that you're my sister. But our car ride sometimes was me being able to unload and 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 and, and come from out of this oh my God, my life right now, like, it's going good, but there's some crazy stuff going on. Right. And I don't know who to talk to about this, and I don't know who is going to be receptive. But, again, God is good because, although you didn't have a father, Kate raised you, mm-hmm. and she had the blood of Jesus all over you. All over. <laughs> She's not playing. That's why your mom let and you go. God. <laughs> She's like, eh. No, uh, not gonna get that far. You can go pretty, but you can't go nowhere else. Right. So, being that we shared that, you mm-hmm. know, how can two walk together if they don't agree? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You were that person that was helping me walk through the through this, mm-hmm. and for you to be able to be my co-host on this podcast is everything. It just it just shows. You better stop, great. <laughs> stop because it's it's just. It's crazy, yo. Like, how many years ago was that? And um, you owe me a book. Like, yesterday. <laughs> I've been, no, I'm telling you because... Look, the book is coming when my siblings get on they up and up and give me their part because there's no way that God could have brought seven souls into this world. Have his, I mean, my brother's in South Korea right now. Bobby's in South Korea. Like, can you imagine going from a foster home? Mm. Where your foster mom tortured you. Mm. I mean, tortured you. And now you're in South Korea, seeing the world. Right. You created a system for the army to check in COVID patients. I mean, come on. Hey, it ain't nobody but God. Can I just say, how many siblings do you have? Seven. Seven is the number, number of completion. completion. So it's like, it's coming. But in God's time and in right. divine time, <laughs> right. like you know what I mean, like it's in divine time, and I just feel like you know He doesn't waste anything, mm-hmm. and none of this experience that we've gone through has been wasted. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Like I really appreciate you 
really just like there was no hesitation. Like Brittany, you trying to do this podcast with me? Yeah, right. It, they're like no hesitation, and I feel like you know sometimes when it's God. Sometimes you'll feel a resistance there because he's trying to work out something in you and he wants you to be strong enough and prepare. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes when it's God, it's just like there ain't there is no hesitation. There is like there is no resistance to it. Mm-hmm. You just walking into what he wants you to walk into. And I feel like we already got that background. So it's just like we just walking into it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad that God used me as a, a vessel to be able <laughs> to um be open mm-hmm. and and make the time. Because I'm like, oh, I got three kids. But when you asked me, I was like, no, this right. is going to be. And when you told me the, the idea of it, and this is exactly why we wanted to do this podcast. Yes. To be open about our personal experiences, but be able to help someone else. So while adoption may not be your story, you could take a nugget from this. Yes. And you can say, all right. This is why I am the way I am because of what happened. Mm-hmm. But what happened doesn't have to define who I am. Right. It's just a part of what happened to me. So exactly. you're welcome. I and really then appreciate next you. week is going to get even, or in two weeks, we don't know. Like, <laughs> it's so juicy. Like, but it's, 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 we are definitely going to give you yes. the raw. And I think that the next time when you interview, Jesus, Lord, help me. Um, I think that we will be able to touch someone. Yes. And in November, um, November is actually Adoption Awareness Mm -hmm. Month. And so um, I do want to get in contact with the agency in the area. Because I don't know if a lot of people know, but when I got adopted, um, well, I don't know if a lot of people know. Y'all don't know now. Right. <laughs> um, I got adopted and we lived in Willemboro. And Willemboro has the highest rate of foster children. What? I didn't know that. Right. So I want to see if um, we can either do something in the Willemboro um, area around adoption or at an adoption agency. Um, if we can do something, I know for me personally, one thing that really got me, and I know a lot of people kind of go to this area because it's just like, for real, when you move from house to house, they literally have your stuff in black trash bags. I was going to say, we should try to see if we can get bags. Yes. Like duffel bags. Yeah. Not book bags, duffel bags. Duffel bags. Like suitcases. Right. Like, it's just like in... You're trash. You're not trash, and neither are your items and your belongings. And that's what I mean. Like you do a job. Like nobody on the job was like, "Can we get them canvas bags or something?" Like right. Like no. Like you know what I mean. Like to me, it's just like if someone told you to leave your house today and gave you trash bags, you and as a kid, you don't know the difference, or you don't know like you you just put your stuff in there and you leave it. You're going with the social worker. Like, if I told my daughter to put everything in the trash bag right now and go, she would just do it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? There would be no, but why are we putting it? Well, they might be because we travel. But right. anyways, <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, like, as a child, you just do what you're told. Um, so that's one thing. Like I said, I know a lot of people gravitate towards that, but people are getting adopted every day and people are in foster care every day. And so that's something that 
I do actually want to be a part of. So if anyone is interested in that, definitely get in contact with me. If anyone has any information on it, get in contact with me. Um, I know some people who work in the diapers system, so I'll definitely inquire about that. But I definitely want to be more involved um, in that community because I came from that community and right. I have a, a, a definitely a soft spot from anyone who is attached to that whether you're an adoptive parent or whether you're a foster parent mm-hmm. because sometimes the parents need to be educated absolutely they I mean coming from someone who went through it like, I think they can learn more from you than a class or I'm not right. saying that they don't need that. But so but sometimes teachers can teach, but if you haven't experienced it, mm-hmm. you can't really teach. The right. Class. So like we you yeah. can educate but you can't teach. Like right, it's, it's right. a difference. So we definitely want to um just show awareness with that Absolutely. with that next month. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Bye y'all. Bye. You're thirsty, you know you're thirsty, oh, you're thirsty, you're thirsty.